welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. Hi. So <laughs> today uh, I'm here with, uh, with Kate Simmons. Kate is a member here at Shark Bite Cape Coral, and she's been with us for about eight months now. She's got a really funny story, so we're going we're gonna to dive into it. Um, Kate, so who are you? Where are you from? What do you do for work? Let's, tell me about you. Oh, gosh. Who am I? I'm I'm Kate Simmons. I'm a terribly awkward human being, goofy. Uh, one of those people that you just see coming and you go, it's going to happen today. <laughs> uh, I came down here from Pennsylvania. Um, I came from an area called York, which is around the border of Lancaster, but that is not my first home. I have lived in Georgia in a couple places. I've lived in Utah, and I was born in Chicago, so been a little bit of everywhere all over the place huh? all over the place yeah all over the place um and as far as work goes i'm a registered and certified pharmacy technician um was working for Publix. i just got hired on at cape coral hospital just right here in del prado so i'm super excited about that i get to do inpatient pharmacy now congratulations and your schedule changes a whole lot oh, happier right yeah i got yeah. second shift i no longer have that horrid 12 hour mm. nice <laughs> nice so that's been, it's been nice. So we'll see how that goes. That'll be different, different life. Better, better pace though. I like it better than, mm -hmm. um, not to say I don't like people. I love people, but retail versus hospital pharmacy is very different when you're dealing with things. So I don't, um, I can actually just focus on my work. Uh, I get to do a lot more cool things. I get to work with a lot more cool drugs, mm -hmm. um, like IVs and things like that. Uh, and I don't, uh, I don't have to deal with the patient window factor and the phones <laughs> and the insurance. There's a department for that. Thank God. Yeah, that's got to be nice. A, a big struggle off your back, right? Yeah, it's not fun being hung up on by United Healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anybody listening at home, guys, if you hear um, what sounds like a monster, there's literally a dog named Monster in here with us. <laughs> so, um, and a, a gorgeous little bulldog, uh, nice and toothless, running around. So, if you guys hear anything, that, that's what that is. Um, so, okay, you, you have, uh, an athletic background, right? You've, yeah. you've done athletic things and the ones I know about are rowing and riding horses, right? Yeah. And yeah. now those to me seem pretty different. Uh, how did you get into those two things and, and what were they like? Um, well, I, so my sister's seven and a half years older than me. And so I grew up watching her play soccer and things like that. And of course, being the little sister, I mimicked my older sister. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to be in soccer. I'm a crap soccer player, let me tell you that right now. Um, and so that fizzled out, and then uh, because of my height and everything, they were like, oh, maybe you'd be good at basketball. I tried basketball. That didn't work out. Uh, and so I struggled for a long time trying to figure out a sport that I want to do, something that I was good at, and I realized I'm really good at, like, what I call A to B sports. Mm -hmm. So um, I had a friend, and she road and she was like come out one weekend and kind of see what it is maybe you'll like it and I was like okay cool so I came and I saw it and I was like I might could do this on a whim the season comes up and I begged my mom because it is such an expensive sport mm -hmm. and we were a traveling team so not only did I have to alter my school so I went to a non-traditional school in order to be able to compete um but I had to work my butt off at the same time because I felt if they're spending this much money, then I really have to be in this and I really got to give it everything that I have. So um, I started uh, rowing at 
16, 16 years old. Started rowing by the time I was 18. I was competing against uh, collegiate rowers. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rowed ahead uh, of the Schuylkill, um, and the U.S. Navy was there rowing. Uh, Stanford was there. All the big guys were there. Oh, wow. Um, and then, of course, all the little guys in all the clubs, because not every school houses one under them, especially high schools. Most of the time, those are clubs that they accept into their, um, like, varsity programs. Mm-hmm. Uh so I started doing that, and it was the greatest A to B. I hate 5Ks. I don't even know why they exist. There's <laughs> only the 2Ks in the Olympic anyway. Um, but I don't know. I just fell in love with it, and it was cool. There were some interesting times, like when the river swelled and we couldn't steer effectively anymore, and we wrapped our boat around the bottom pillar of a bridge under a highway and broke, and all of us were just being just swept downstream here and there and there were there were guys in little skiffs just pulling us out of the water (laughs) oh my gosh like you're not wearing life jackets Mm -hmm. so um and your feet are tied into the bottom of the boat so yeah so there's your i don't think i don't think i ever knew that yeah so it's cool so the way those shells are set up um you have basically it's a block of like it's a wood panel yeah it's a wood panel and it's butterfly ties and then your shoes the front part of your shoe is actually screwed into that wood piece and then there's a loop of rope through the heel and that's on the back so that if you capsize or something happens you have to be able to pop your foot out Mm. and get away and so they check those at every race because it's super important because if that's not there you don't have the leverage to get your heel out of your shoe and you're you're stuck in a very not fun position. Right. Um, but yeah, and then that is butterfly tied down onto um, these pieces of metal that are actually in the shell of the boat. So you're you're in there. You're in there. And then um, it's hard with the ergs here because you can... That seat's not coming off the rail there, but your seat is on a small track. And if you're not careful, you can actually pop your entire seat off too. And then you're... That's funny, but not funny at the same time <laughs> when that one happens. Um I caught a crab once, and that is not what you think it is. No, I wasn't crabbing. Um, (laughs) But as you're rowing, you're feathering with your outside. And so what that is is as you're going, you're this way. You dig it in, push, and bring it out. So it's an entire motion as you're moving. problem is is if you come in at any wrong angle and catch that water wrong, it'll actually force the oar this way, and it'll actually fly you out of the boat. Um, And that has happened before. (laughs) <laughs> which is one of those Kate moments where I didn't fly out. I did some like crazy matrix move, went down, missed my entire oar. It hit the side of the boat and everybody was like, you good? You stayed <laughs> in. All right. <laughs> like, but um, no, so I did that. And then I always had a love for horses um, ever since I was in the Girl Scouts. And I think it was, I think it was like 11 or 12. And I got to do like my first like pony ride. Uh-huh. Scouts, and it was so fun. Um, I thought it was so cool. This horse was probably 22 years old and been doing it its entire life. It wasn't going anywhere. Uh, but I really liked that. And then I just, I don't know, I was always a Western rider. And the one barn um, in Georgia that I started really riding at, uh, Jeanette, who owns it, was a Western rider herself. And, I mean, man, does she have some trophies under her for things that she's done, but she was like, why don't you just try English once? I'm like, no, I'm okay. No, just give it a go. And 
I'll never forget, I wish I had it on video the first time I ever sat in an English saddle because let me tell you, it is all balance. There is nothing holding you up there and you're like, oh God. Okay, I see how people topple out of these. It's, it's really easy. Um, and then, I don't know, after that one day and we started doing some stuff there and then I just never got out of the English saddle. Um, and then she was like, you want to see if you can make it over that fence? And I'm like, I've never jumped a horse before in my life. You're asking me to go over this fence. Just, it's fine. You're just going to go two-point release, go over, come back up. Just go with the horse. And I'm like, uh, okay, run me through this again. What am I doing? <laughs> you know, because we've always practiced over poles, so I know my positions, but you're actually asking me now to sail with this giant animal over this fence. And uh, she goes, yeah, just go. And I was like, all right. And this is where half my bad decisions happen. So I'm just like, sure, I'll give it a go. Why not? Um, and I went over it, and it was the coolest feeling in the world. Because you really aren't in that saddle. So just going over, and then you come back down, and you're making this turn, and you're going to your next one, and you realize there is such a fluidity with you and this animal that you can't talk to verbally. So you, it's all these, um, basically you're talking with your reins, you're talking your, all the time to them like that. You've got pressure with your feet, um, your heels. Uh, you don't necessarily have to use spurs. Some people do. Like when I had my draft horse, I did because he was just so big and it was a dump truck that didn't want to put gas <laughs> in his steps. You have to just a little extra oomph. Mm. Um, helps get them to be like, all right, I'm going, I'm going, but it's never like a pokey thing, so it's not a mean thing. Um, and I don't, it was just the coolest thing. And then I started um, training some of them. We'd get them off the racetrack. Uh, we got one star. He was off the racetrack, and it's so sad because you can pick them up for. I mean, I think the most we ever paid was a grand for one, uh, and they're just. He didn't win enough for his family, and we looked up, because we had to train him anyway, we, he was tattooed in, in our lips, so we looked up his numbers, and I was like, he didn't win enough? He just won $75,000 in his last, I'd be okay with that, but that wasn't enough for the family, so they were just like, well, slaughter line or go, so oh my. he went on the trailer with us, and um, it was interesting trying to teach him because the challenges there are, again, it's an animal you can't really talk with, but you have to have a trust with. Um, you could tell he had been poorly handled because uh, he'd be fine until he was in a stall and he was really mean or you tried to put any kind of tack on him. That back leg tried to connect with my head. I can't tell you how many times. So um, that happened and then they only know stop and go. So they don't know your intergates. They don't know really turning or anything like that. Mm. It's just stop, go. Um, but yeah, no, they're very different. The only thing I think that runs, as far as the sport goes, balance. It's all balance. Either one is balanced because when you're in a boat um, on the water and crew, I, you're, the lip of the boat is this far from the edge of the water. Mm -hmm. So if you're not balanced, everybody's going over. Um, and you have to rely on other people to have their balance as well, too, right? Yeah, you have yeah. to all be in sync, and then it actually gets really technical in a boat um, because each seat actually is, um, I'm trying to think of how to explain it, has a different purpose, so there's different techniques. So, like, your two in your front and your two in your back are your people that have the best technique as far as motion and moving and pace. Mm. 
those are your guys that set it um, as well as help steer um, there because there is a rudder there is coxswain in there but they also kind of help on their own and then as you go inward and you hit the middle guys the middle guys are kind of like your there's me um your big bulky <laughs> dudes uh because we had the power we may not have been the best at technique but when we would practice um because i was five and six seat depending what i raced for that day uh we could move a whole eight on our own if the others were not rowing so there's a lot of power there gotcha. um and that's also that's important in a race because there's actually a technique as you go through a 2k as well it's not just go um but they're both super competitive i I've been told I am one of the nicest people people have ever met. Do not meet me in a competition. I am I am a mean son of a gun. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not winning today. Mm -mm. <laughs> that, that's awesome. <laughs> I have a hard time seeing that, but I, I think I can believe it. <laughs> There's been still pictures of not nice faces. But, <laughs> but, no, but that's those are those sports, and those are the ones I landed myself in. Um, and rowing's just ingrained i can't tell you how many times coach chris will be like do you want the bike or the rower and i was like why do you ever give me a choice i'm always going for the rower <laughs> get on the rower well so you and i sat down uh when he first came in we did a, a, a no sweat intro right where we talked mm -hmm. about what you wanted um before you joined with us what brought you to shark bite originally i wanted i wanted to get back in shape i'd been so out of it for 10 years. I wasn't really competing in anything. I wasn't doing anything. And I'm running around after my kids and I just, uh, and oddly, this is going to sound like a weird one, but being a single mom, I'm like, shit, I got to be able to move the couch. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, I don't think that's weird at all. That makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, so, you know, and I just, I feel better when I work out, um, mentally and everywhere else. So, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to why. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just wanted to, and I remember I was on Facebook one night, and I was just I was just scrolling through stupid stuff, and all of a sudden there was like some like six week class or something that I saw for shark bite, and I was like, oh, I want, you know what? Maybe that would be like a good start or something. Mm -hmm. Get this going. Obviously, me eating salads only worked for three days before I gave up on things, and uh, so I just. I remember just answering the ad or whatever and then got a, I think it was a text. We set up a time and then I had a panic attack and almost didn't show up. <laughs> and then I was here five minutes late and I was having panic attacks. I was late. Uh, and that's how I found myself at Shark Bite. I'm not going to lie though. I love sharks. So when I saw the name, I was like, well, damn, there's, there's creepy people who listen in on things that I say. <laughs> inserted a gym with a name of something I like. We'll run with it. Well, yeah, you actually introduced me to, to what multiple sharks were called. Ah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. You would think the guy who owns the shark gyms would know this. I had no clue. So what do you call multiple sharks? A, a bunch of sharks. A bunch of sharks is called a shiver. A shiver of sharks. A shiver of sharks. I'm going to bet that the people who listen to this, not a single one knew that, except for <laughs> except for if you've told them, because I never heard that in my the entire life. Times I think I've said it on TikTok. Yeah, Hang on. the the sh the shiver of sharks. I love it. The shiver of sharks. I, I I actually didn't believe you the first time you said it. I had to go look it up myself. I thought Did you were you messing. Google it? Yeah, I thought you were messing she's, with me. She's like she wants me to go say this to somebody else, so I look stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll dive into that now. Then, so so you've got some interesting hurdles, right? 
We all have hurdles. You have some interesting ones that, that kind of make working out a, a struggle and it has made it in the past, right? You want to you want to dive into that? You want to explain it for us? Um, I'll, I'll try to. So um, outside of uh, physical injury, I did get injured in my left upper, um, left upper, you kidding me, left quad, because there's an upper and a lower. Um, and that was during rowing. So we've been working on strengthening that back, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. Uh, Josh has actually really helped with that. Um, and then in my left hand, I don't have feeling in these three fingers. So if anybody ever sees my videos and it looks like I'm not properly gripping, it's because it's, it's literally not there. Yeah. Cause I can't tell you how many times people have been so sweet and going, you have to do this on the bar with your left hand. And I was like, I can do it in a fist like this, but you put weight in there and I'm, it just starts to slack. So I've got these two. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually almost punched myself in, um, the chest during the last part of the open because I was doing ring rows and it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was like, ah. Um, so we have that, and then I have uh, I have major issues with crowds. I can't do them very well yet. We're working on it. We're getting better. Mm -hmm. Courtney actually helped me with it uh, inadvertently the other day because we were at Ford's garage and she got there first and got a table and she's like. I'm at the high top by the bar, and I'm like, oh, crap, I gotta walk in here by myself and find somebody. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I remember she asked me how I was, and I was like, it was terrible. <laughs> but if I don't keep doing it, I'm not going to get over it. So we do that, but that's also why um, I probably don't know a lot of people at the gym is because I hide in the back corner and or out behind the container <laughs> all the time. Uh, the open was really, really difficult. Uh, the first day, I'm sure everybody thought I was crazy because there was everybody competing beautifully and I'm like 15 feet off to the left doing my own thing over mm -hmm. here. Like, mm -hmm. this is the closest I'm gonna get. Oh God. But, um, no, so I've got a, a lot of issues there, which is why Munster's here today. Um, he just kind of calms me back down. Well, I remember watching you during the open and I was so damn proud of you. <laughs> Because because I, I don't know who else in the room knew about that, right? But I did. And I remember thinking just like, this is, she's in her literal worst nightmare right now. Yeah, there were a couple of people. I think Chrissy came up to me and she was just like, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I, got, I got sucked into this one night because it was like 8.30 at night on Facebook. And I, I forgot how it happened exactly. I just remember Chris going, there's still room on the team. And I'm like, me I'll do it. And he's like, what size shirt are you? Um, and I'm like, how do I get sucked into these? Well, like, but they're good sucks. Yeah, yeah. They're good sucks. It's a great, it helps me grow. And one day I'll get back there. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll even be honest, for a good five years, I didn't leave the house unless it was going to the grocery store work. That was it. That was like agoraphobic in the house. And after a while, you just don't want to be that way anymore. Yeah. So. Well, with you know, with the last eight months, I mean, I think we've noticed a pretty significant change, right? Definitely. I mean, I definitely want my inner weird out because I'll never forget um, you and Jess's uh, faces. Um, I think it was the was it the last shark bite show for the open or not? Whatever, when Chris mentioned the urn. <laughs> <laughs> my overhead squatting of the urn. Um, and I just, I just see you go, and Jess is like, oh, it's the first time I've ever squatted a body, so there's that, I had that hurdle, um, side story, if you want to hear even more weird on it, 
uh, when I pulled it out because I was I called my mom and I said I just I just need your help Lily can't hold the camera straight she's six years old and she's just like gets distracted by a butterfly you know mm-hmm. and uh, she goes what do you have to do and I was like just just follow my lead and just just film me and so I pull it out and she goes well don't drop him and I'm like I'm not gonna try. Okay, in one, he's dead. What's the worst that's gonna? She goes, I just don't want ashes on my driveway. It's a mess, <laughs> and I'm just like, this is what we're worried about. <laughs> so, for anyone who's confused about what we're talking about, we had a challenge during the open to um, to squat a. I think it was a pet or a child, right? Well, the first one was squatting. I think it was supposed to be squat your dog, but you could do uh, like people were filtering in. Right, and right, right. Goldfish. Yep. Um, and then the other one was this the one where the urn was the overhead squad in public, right? right yeah, or like yeah. a handstand yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And you, you you chose an urn with a uh, needed, person in I there. Need, I needed weight. And that was, <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind, but I was like, this will work. Well, this many months later, it fits perfectly. It makes perfect sense. So now. When you when you came in and we talked, we talked we talked about the you know the physical hurdles and and the emotional ones as well, and we decided that it would make the most sense for you to do one on one training, right? Yeah. yeah. How has that been so far? Who do you work with, and how's that been? Um, I have the awesome Chris Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's been wonderful actually. I never thought I would like barbell work as much as I did, um, which my sister Snickers in the background, um, <laughs> in a good a good sisterly way because. She actually is CrossFitter herself. She's been doing it for many, 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 many years. Um, but all those gyms she's in Seattle are all shut now, so she's slowly like moving equipment in. I don't know if Ben knows it or not in the house <laughs> uh, and setting up rigs and stuff. But uh, she could kick my ass <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I started out just wanting to uh, focus on things that were going to help me do my mud runs because I love mud runs. I do them a lot. Uh, and it's odd, but like the craziness of all the random things CrossFit does that I still don't understand how this, I I feel like somebody just woke up one day and go, this is, this is a a movement we're going to do. This is now going to be a thing. Let's do it. Uh, but a lot of those weird random things actually, believe it or not, I feel incorporated into the mud run insanity. So, um, we started focusing on that and then, um, it was due to the open because there were things I had to learn on the fly like I'd never lifted a barbell before and I'm walking in and I'm like we have to okay okay and then I have you in the back of my head with the dumbbells going you can't throw one and I'm like shit I'm gripping my hand I'm gonna be the first person to chuck one of these across the gym <laughs> I didn't so even gonna, think about I'm that I'm just gonna let it go yeah yeah and um and so it's kind of evolved and he has been just so wonderful in how he just evolves different things with me. Most of the time he comes up with it, but sometimes it's like the day before and I'm like, rope climbs? And he's like, rope climbs? <laughs> and there, and then that's a whole nother story. Um, you know, so he just, he's really intuitive. Um, and he can tell when I want to be stubborn and go farther. And he's like, no, we're going to lie. <laughs> but um, nice. He's just pretty awesome. His wife is kick-ass. Um, sorry, I probably shouldn't cuss so much. Um, I use them like commas. But uh, so I've really gotten to know Laura, and she's pretty awesome as well. And she could kick my butt in so many ways. I don't know how she lifts what she lifts. Right? Like, she's crazy strong. It, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Chris Morgan's wife, Lori, we're talking about. Lori Morgan. So, the, so I think what's really cool, right, is that um, 
I think we're finding that it's pretty, it's a lot more common than, than we used to think it was for, to, to feel um, anxiety in crowds or around large groups of people or, or around louder, uh, more flashy places, right? And, and I, yeah. I think a lot of people will use that as the reason for why they can't live a healthier lifestyle. And I think it's so cool watching you for the last eight months and, and how, yeah. how different that's been, you know? Because I was the first person to meet you. So yeah. I remember what that first meeting was like. And With my face and you walked in and goes, you look like you think you're in the wrong place. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just, you know, the conversation we're having right now, like there's a camera on us and yeah. people are going to hear this. And you're, you're it, yeah. this, this is not the same person I talked to eight months ago. It's so awesome. The same person eight months ago when someone's falling asleep in the rocking chair going, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Um, so with all that, I think you've, you've shown to be like pretty damn resilient, right? I know that a term I've heard you use is, is growth mindset, right? Mm -hmm. what, what does that mean to you? Growth mindset. Um, I'm a horrible, like, quotey person. Mm -hmm. um, but there's one, let's see if I can not mess it up here. Uh, that is, oh, I can't remember, but it was about change and just how you, like, what you choose is what you're allowing to be there. So there's no such thing as a, a comfort zone if you want to grow. But you also have to be open-minded to how you can do that. And for a long time, it'd be, I'd be like, no, I'm only comfortable doing it this way. And people would suggest all these different things. And I'm like, no, just not going to happen. Mm. Just not going to happen. And I realized the more that I said no to that, the more... I was missing other avenues that might could get me closer to where I wanted to go. So I started thinking more outside the box, more um, just kind of chuck it. Uh, one of the things I, I remember saying at the open was, um, and I know I think Morticia Adams is always quoted with saying it, but a lot of, um, at least what my anxiety is, plays into this, which is always, what is normal to the spider is chaos to the fly. So it's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. Which one are you on? And then you have to come in there and anybody helping you has to realize which one you're on and go, okay, so then we have to go here and we have to go there and we need to come from it at this angle. But I think if you don't have that mindset to look like a fly on the wall, even if it's at yourself, you can't grow. So that's kind of growth mindset. It's, it's a weird... I haven't quite figured out exactly how to define it yet, but mm. you just, you have to, and then you've got to take that two feet into the fire, no matter how terrifying it is. Because I can't tell you how many times I called Rachel on the way here, and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to go. Mm. I'm not going to go. Um, or I had, I had um, I'll say this, but I'm not going farther into it on okay. this one. Okay, okay. Um, I actually had a PTSD episode before one of my personal trainings and I almost didn't show up and I remember telling myself, you got to get out of bed, like get, you're going to feel better, go. And I came in here and I was like, and I told Chris, I was like, I'm just letting you know it wasn't good. And he goes, no, it's okay. We went into workout and I felt a million times better leaving it. A million times. And I wish so many more people could... I'm not going to say buck up because that's not right. Because it's not a cowardly thing. It's not a weak thing. Mm -hmm. But you got to get past whatever that barrier is. So 
you know, because you'll feel better. And it may not be working out. It could be another hobby or mm -hmm. something else you like to do. But I realized rowing was working out, and that always helped me. Riding horses, same thing. So um, in a way, the gym kind of saved me there and allowed me then to take my growth mindset other avenues, um, you know, excel in my career, do better things here and there. Um, you know, so I just think it's super important, at least for me. I, I, and you're not alone there, right? I always like to think about kind of the, doing what we do in the gym is to make other things better, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not to be the best worker out or it's to, <laughs> it's to do whatever you want to do outside of the gym, to use this as like almost what we call in the military, like a force multiplier, like it making you better at the other things you want to do. Yeah. yeah. That's a great little add-on. Um, so <clears throat> now you probably don't know this part, but <laughs> you were a bit of a test case in our in our development of our like one on one training program, oh, right? Oh God. Yeah. So thank God no one told me I would have messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's really common when people work with say a personal trainer in a gym to to feel like they're not really part of the community, right? But yeah. I feel like you are a pretty damn big part of this community. You you oh. you've made some some pretty good friendships, right? Like, a few, yeah. Well, from who I see, because I'm I'm never in group session. Right, right, right. But you you get to meet other people, and you get to you've made friends at the gym, and you've made friends with many of the coaches, right? So, yeah. who are some of those people, and, and how how were they able to get through to you? Because I think at the beginning you didn't really want to talk to a whole lot of people. No, I walked in, eyes on the floor. Yeah, right. Where I needed to go. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't until the bingo thing happened. Uh, that was a turning point, and I don't think this person will expect this one to be said, uh, and hopefully I don't creep you out, sorry. <laughs> um, but I remember uh, Coach Chris came up and goes, here's your bingo thing, and I was like, I don't, none of this is going to get done. <laughs> like, maybe that one and this one and the row will definitely get done, um, but this thing here, take three friends and go take a picture in front, I don't even have a friend to take a picture in front of this <laughs> logo, and I just remember... I just remember Mike Citron turned around and goes, well, I'm right here. Jim's there. That's two. We'll grab that person. We'll go take a picture. And I was like, I don't even know you. <laughs> and it was just, it was just the funniest thing because, um, no, I don't know these people, but nobody's ever not had a smile on their face and, and tried to say something. There's been times where, like, I feel bad and I would, like, in my awkwardness, go back and go, I'm so sorry. I'm just that awkward person. I wasn't trying to be a bee. Uh, when you said, how was your day? And I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> I made a beeline. It's just, I'm not, it's hard for me. So, um, uh, and I feel bad because I think that was Josh that day. Mm. And I was like, hey, how's your day? And I was like, can't be better. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing, though, what I noticed that I creeped me out in a good way with this gym, in a very, very good way, um, was from the very first time I walked in, it was, hey, Kate. And I'm like, why do these people know my name? <laughs> How do they, they probably were listening when somebody else who knew my name said it and then they remembered it and that's awesome. But, you know, it's always, hey, Kate. Hey, Laura. Hey, Crit. You know, everybody says, hey. And I just think that's kind of cool because there's actually quite a lot of people I find that come here. So for everybody to kind of, for the most part, know who everybody is i think that's that's an awesome community thing so you don't see that at planet fitness mm. you don't see that anywhere else you just go in and you know you're like oh shit he fell off the treadmill today <laughs> oh, he'll be fine he'll be fine he'll be fine you know and here you're like so um but no i just i mean the community is awesome 
I'm getting better at it. But uh, Courtney is a big one. Um, that, I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't want to ever offend anybody. But I just remember um, the Christmas party came up. And I'm awkwardly with a drink by a table with food. Like, please, nobody come over here. <laughs> and I just remember, like, slowly, Courtney was like, and then we were just standing there. She goes, hi. I was like, hey. She's like, I'm Courtney. And I was like, I'm, I'm Kate. How are you? What do you do? What do you do? And then I was like, I'm not really good in these situations. She goes, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then somehow by the end of the night, we were walking from Jungle Bird to Rusty's to Dixie to an Uber <laughs> and been friends ever since. Mm -hmm. And I just remember coming back to my first session um, at the gym after that and Chris uh, looked at me and goes, so I see you went out with Courtney. And I was like, I did. You guys really, how did the two most socially avoidant people <laughs> at the gym like collide into each other? I was like, I don't know, but I'm glad. <laughs> it just worked. And uh, and I don't mean it in a mean, don't yell at me, Courtney. I don't mean it in a mean way when I say socially challenged, but you know, it's like we're both just, like we're quiet, but when you get to know us, we're, you kind of wish we had stayed quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of wish we had stayed quiet. Um, but no, and so uh, there's that. Uh, Christy, Christy's amazing. Um, I haven't gotten a whole lot of time to hang out with her, but the time that I have, like, I can't, I look at her and she's super mom. And then she comes here, and she's one of those really awesome worker-out people. And um, she actually was doing a personal training session on one side of the rig, and Chris had me on the other. And I forget what me and Chris were talking about, but all I remember hearing from behind me is, you guys have the weirdest conversations over there as you're working. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, these are my people, so here we are. And then we've got the lovely Laura Morgan. I really bonded with her. Um, it was... I had to come here one night during open gym to do my personal training, which was like the first nightmare ever. Cause I was like, just focus on what Chris is saying. Just focus on what Chris is saying. That's where we're going to focus. And, uh, and then he goes, Hey, this is my wife. You know, I want you to meet her. And then me and her have become, you know, huge best friends on top of that as well. So, uh, I'm sure there's others I've met in passing, especially from the open. Um, forgive me if I can't remember the names, but, uh, I mean, I never would have thought I was going to make friends, and I did, so that was super cool, especially coming from my awkward side. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That makes me really, really happy. So, on a lighter note, you have got a killer TikTok. Oh God. Uh, I am a TikTok virgin. I, I know nothing except for what's, what's sent to me, but I've seen some pretty amazing videos you put together so far. Thank right? you. For someone who feels uncomfortable being around people, what, what made you do that? Um, my friend, Mike Woodich, was on TikTok first, and he doesn't really post a lot of content or anything. He's one of those that just likes to scroll through, like most people do, yep. just like to scroll through the videos and things like that, because they're hilarious. It's, it's great if you're having a bad day and you see, you know, some crazy confetti action or something. Um, and, uh... And that's why I got on TikTok. I had a lot of friends who were like, oh my God, these videos. And I got tired of like that awkward link send and then you're trying to watch it and not actually have the app. So I was sitting there and I was like, there are some cool ones and I really want to do them, but I don't want to put myself out there. And he goes, just do it. And I'm like, ah. and he goes, nobody knows who you are. <laughs> and so he kind of pushed me in, in the best ways to do uh 
my first one, which I think is actually torn down now. Uh, I think they removed it. I don't know why. I don't know. I got I got put in TikTok jail once for apparently I violated community guidelines uh, by saying the F word. And I don't understand. I'm still trying to figure that one out because that is all over there. Yeah. Uh, how they picked my one thing out, which wasn't even mean or politically driven. It was hilarious in the fashion I was using the word. Um <laughs> That's okay, though. They, you know, a week in jail and you're back. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I started to realize it was just like when I modeled and I'm so comfortable in front of a camera, um, almost because you're a known unknown. So I think it's, it's a weird connection in my anxiety, uh, about being in crowds or being in front of people mm. where somehow that doesn't apply because... It's literally just you and a camera and maybe another person helping. But outside of that, once you post it, nobody knows who I am. Nobody's at my door going, you're that TikTok chick, you know, or something like that. I can go through the grocery store. It's not like you're famous or something and, and you're stuck in a crowd, but it's also not like you're doing, um, you know, like cheerleading in front of a football stadium either. So, I don't know, it's a weird get around. But I love doing it um, just because, I don't know, I don't know if it, it'll, if any of them will ever help anybody, but it helps me. So, it's kind of also a selfish thing. I yeah, guess. I get that. I, but, I, I mean, I've seen them and I think they would. You know, right. show, showing somebody that you can do something you think you can, I think is really helpful. My skinny butt got up a rope. Yeah. And you kept your whole shit on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are, you're writing a book too, right? Yep. What's that going to be about? Um, that came about, uh, because I realized I was, so after I got divorced, like, man, dating in your thirties, <laughs> one, I've been out of the game for so long. I'm like, I don't even know how to do this. Like, what's your favorite color? Do you like turtles? <laughs> what do you like to do Wednesday at 6 30 PM when you're eating dinner? Uh, do you wear socks to bed? You don't know what... I, it's so awkward, and it's not... Uh, it's not that cutesy high school thing anymore, so or college, for that matter. Uh, and I made the worst decision ever and got on Tinder. I was on Bumble. All these, I was meeting people who couldn't spell. <laughs> I'm like, you have spell check on your phone. How are we not... No judgment, because I have issues too, but... Uh, like, and I was just going on all these horrible dates and just all, just all this horrible stuff. And at the same time, I'm trying to get my family set up here. I'm trying to redirect my life with my two little kids. That was a mess for the longest time. Um, then you got everything else on top of it. And as I was telling people these stories, they were like, I'm not laughing at you, but these are the greatest things I've ever heard. And so I realized I was like, you know, now that I'm in such a better place than where I was at the beginning of it, um, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put these down in writing because this, this is gold. Yeah. This needs to be uh, given. Like the one, like the one guy who kept trying to say margaritas and it was coming out magenta in the phone, and I'm like, I don't. We're getting magenta and tacos. What? You know, and it's. <laughs> I like, like him. I like him. I like him immediately. I, he's an awesome person. Mm. Um, 
I mean, we're not dating, but he's an awesome human that I met through this experience, too. And I've, I've met so many other uh, people, most I don't talk to, but uh, I just started to realize it's such a bad train wreck that it just needs to be told to the world. So I can look back and laugh now, and then I can also look back and go, well, that was a learning experience where I felt like I was an idiot 12-year-old again. <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, so then it came to, what am I going to call this thing? Because I know probably everybody's sitting there and going to be all, oh, it's like Tucker Max. And it's like, well, no, because I wasn't like. Okay. I know Tucker like, Max. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I was just like, ah. And I was, I was talking to my friend one night and then out of nowhere, I think it was like at 3.30 in the morning, I texted everybody. I was like, I figured it out. And they were like, oh, my God. I figured what out? What'd you figure out, Kate? And I was like, figure out the name book. And they're like, what is it? And I was like. Fuck it. Where's the whiskey? <laughs> and so we have it. <laughs> because it's, at the end of it, like, because I go, well, how'd it go? And I would be like, fuck it, let me get a glass of whiskey and I'll tell you how this went. This is what happened. <laughs> you know, uh, and it's and it's not just even dating. It's just, like, crazy experiences I've had where, like, my whole AC broke. And I'm like, me trying to get the Christmas tree up into the attic did not go over well. Um, it's still on my garage floor. <laughs> but, you know, it's just... The hilarity of these stumbles of trying to put your life uh, back together. So that's pretty much uh, what that is. Shark Bite actually has a small piece in it. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, no, it's, it's it's hilarious. Okay, good. It's hilarious. Okay, good, good, good. good. Um, and, and have no fear, anybody. Nobody's names are used. <laughs> I chose something that was in your personality that stood out to me, and that's your name in the book. So mm. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of crazy ones in there. Um, but, yeah, so it's... I don't think it'll ever sell. I'll probably just like self-publish and like conveniently leave them on bar tops. But I just I don't know, and I feel good writing it because then you kind of get to relive it. I have a, I coincidentally I have a bunch of friends who are in the process of writing books right now, mm-hmm. um, and that's what they're all saying. It's like an incredibly challenging experience, but it's super rewarding as it's going on too, right? Yeah, because you sit back and you go, man, cool. Okay, we got that down. Uh, I actually had. Um, Way back before anything happened, we're talking like, I don't know, almost 10 years ago when I worked at the vet clinic, I I will always remember, and this is what sparked the idea of writing it as well, um, I'll always remember there was a vet tech named Yvonne, and the way I talk, I ramble a lot, and I'm here, and I'm there, and I'm everywhere, and she always goes, do you feel bad when you can tell, like, people have no idea what you're talking about, but you're talking to them as if you've known them for forever, and then you've done this, and you've done that? And you know they're not following you, but you're still smiling and you're continuing on. And I said, no, because I know they don't, but I'm still going to tell it anyway. And I'm still going to talk because you can't shut me up. So uh, there's that. And she goes, have you ever read Steven Tyler's biography? And I'm like, I don't know where we're going with this. Why? And she goes, because he writes like you talk. He'll be writing all of a sudden and be like, and then he'll go back into his sentence. And I'm just like, you know, and that's why now as I write this, the whole thing is literally as I'm talking. So I don't know that anybody's going to be able to follow a sentence of it. Um, they may just throw it out their window and be like, oh, why did I pick this up? But, uh, so it has that kind of style of writing to it as well, where it's just very fluid. Personally, I like that a lot. I, I write the same way I talk, and I like reading people who write in a way that feels conversational. I, I dislike reading things that feel too structured. Yeah, kind of like... Um, research bookie yeah right and I, I i find that i'm almost immediately uninterested if even if it's something i'm interested in if it's written that way yeah 
Yeah. I like to pretend I can hear someone's voice speaking those words, not not well, like a I robot put it out. People who have uh, gone past that barrier and can talk to me like this too will read it and go, "Yeah, it's pretty accurate." Yeah, Kate wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that happened. Um, okay, so. You have had just an immense change, an immense change in the last eight months, right? Yeah. And I'm proud of you, first off. Thank you. Um, and I'm super excited that I have your toothless dog in my lab oh, right now. Um, no, seriously, this is just the, the most gorgeous, ugly face in the world. I love it. Um, <laughs> that's happened a couple times. If somebody was like you and they were scared to start, right? They were around that point before you came in, right? What would you tell them? How would, how would you help them get over the, the hurdle or the fear of, of just, just getting started in something more healthy? Uh, the messed up personality in me of, of how I just go about in doing things. I just be like, get in the car! <laughs> go on! Gonna try it. Um, no, I would just be like, well, what have you tried? Did it work? No? Okay, well, why not? Why not? If you can tell me a reason why not, cool. But if not, why not get, like, what harm can it do? What, like, what harm can it do? It's like, it's like tasting food for the first time. You're either going to like it or you're not. So you don't like it, cool. You don't visit it, you find another one. But if you don't start narrowing things down, you're never going to, how are you going to find it? Mm-hmm. So um, I would just say, I guess... Be lucky enough. Do your research of where you want to go because you got to find a place that fits you too. Some people do perfectly great in a Planet Fitness environment. That works for them, even with their personal trainers. Cool. Do it. Uh, like me, I never thought I'd find myself in a CrossFit gym. <laughs> it, you know, bordered by like auto body shops and a towing place. And I'm like, <laughs> am I in the right place? <laughs> oh, God, this is where I'm getting chopped up again. Um, but just... You just, you have to try. And if you don't try, you're not really doing yourself a service. So take that mindset. You want to get better? Cool. Step one, you want to get better. We figured that out. Okay, how? Here's my list of how. Cool. Start ticking them off, ticking them off, ticking them off. You get to one to come in, go. Just go. Take a Xanax if you have to. Drink a glass of wine. Go. Like, whatever you have to do, just go. That's all I can say, just go. Because there's no, uh, there's no, here's your Snickers, you know? The, the Snickers is the go. So that's what I would do. Just just go. It's worth it. I'm, I'm a terrified human being, like, 24-7, and I'm here. So <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it. That's awesome, dude. Well, Kate, thank you very much for doing this. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. I hope you did, too. I did. Hopefully I didn't ramble too No, much. no, you're Shoot good. I think I might have to make it a rule to have dogs in interviews from now on. Okay. This has been so much better. Should have brought the guinea pigs. <laughs> oh, yeah. On, on part two, we'll talk about our pet guinea pigs that, that walk on leashes. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, man. All right, thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.